welcome to the second episode of the Frats Podcast with Lucy and Christina. Me. <laughs> Hi everyone. Um, so today we're planning to talk about legalization and decriminalization of drugs. What issues are like connected with this topic and how this stuff works. I think we should uh, start by defining some key terms like we did on our previous episode and today i think it's important to discuss the main ones which is decriminalization so it is the action or process of ceasing to treat something as illegal or as a criminal offense and legalization which is the action of making something that was previously illegal permissible by law i think at first reading these two terms sound very similar but they actually are not when drug use and possession are decriminalized criminal charges are not applied so basically in more simple language i think you can say that decriminalization is more about like legal penalties connected with the um drugs and keeping of them and legalization is more about um it's uh, meant to indicate that the supply and possession of uh, like currently illegal drugs should be like control in the same way like alcohol or tobacco. Yeah, if drug possession and personal use are decriminalized, it is still illegal to possess and use drugs, and selling and manufacturing drugs still carry criminal penalties. However, consumption of drugs uh, will not lead to you gaining a criminal record, which is good because that means it will not impact your future employment or uh, you trying to leave the country. And it is also great because, uh, I mean, people that use drugs will not be considered criminals, but more of uh, av- victims of the addiction, so it will be easier for them to seek help. So I think we're going to start with a little case study uh, of Portugal. Lucy, have you heard a lot about the case about Portugal? Um, no, not really, to be honest. So I'm going to yeah, you know, enlighten everyone right now. So I personally am fascinated with the Portugal's case because decriminalization of drugs in Portugal led to a lot of positive benefits for them. So basically, in 1990s, uh, Portugal had a huge drug epidemic. It was very bad. And in 2001, they made a very radical decision and they decriminalized all kinds of drugs. Okay. So back when uh, drugs weren't decriminalized and there was the epidemic, uh, Portugal was in the grip of heroin addiction. An estimated 1% of the population, and it included bankers, students, uh, social elites, were hooked on heroin. And Portugal had the highest rate of HIV infection in the entire European Union. So um, a victim's encounter says that uh, people had sores filled with maggots. Some lost their arms or legs due to overusing. And over the course of two decades, the government's response had been uh, one that Americans will recognize. So it was even before the uh, 90s. Uh, It introduced increasingly harsh policies laid by the criminal justice system. And by the late 90s, about half of the people in prison were for drug-related reasons, creating a large addicted inmate population and nothing was working. 
And then uh, they have decided to decriminalize all drugs. And it has worked amazingly for them, actually. Portugal's drug use rates remain below the European average and far lower uh, rather than the drug use in the U.S., between 1998 and 2011, the number of people in drug treatment increased by more than 60%. So people actually started seeking help. The number of new HIV diagnoses dropped dramatically from 1,575 cases in 2000 to only 78 cases in 2013. And the number of new AIDS cases decreased from 626 in 2000 to 74 cases in 213 and i think what is one of the most important things is that uh, drug related deaths dramatically dropped and now they are like five times less than the eu average and um people have been provided with so much help actually those that uh abuse substances they've been given like clear syringes by governmental workers uh, contraception preventing the HIV spread and it has um, helped a lot but what I think about when I look at this it is all great but don't you think there's so many like financial uh, costs to it um, I believe like I guess there were some difficulties with this at first but did they legalize like the selling of drugs like during this whole thing no they didn't legalize anything they just like decriminalized um drug use. i don't know i think that it would be like a huge impact on economy because they had to spend like a lot of more state like budget on i don't know like services for people who suffer from addictions uh but because i think like if they were also like include some legalization policies it would be allowed them uh, it would allow them to gain some money from like taxes if the drugs were selling yeah that's why i think legalizing drugs is kind of like easier than decriminalizing because i feel like the consequences are like sort of similar like you can like help out those who had drug addiction who still struggle with drug addiction but at the same time you can collect taxes and it will benefit you as a government and, and help also you to spend those money on them. also it allows to like some in some way to control the quality of the stuff that is selling because yeah, definitely. for now there is a big issue um in russia i think and like in many countries also because the Without proper quality control, a lot of uh, people suffer from drugs that are like, I don't know, um, how do I say? Yeah, they basically turn to cheaper alternatives, but yeah. that are of awful quality. Like, for example, both you and I look at the case study with Russia, where a lot of people turn to crocodile, which yeah. is absolutely awful. And I feel like a lot of the problem with drugs is not drugs themselves. It's people turning to cheaper alternatives that are just like so much worse for you. And if government would control like the exploitation, 
this podcast is definitely getting banned like somewhere <laughs> for like drug propaganda but seriously though if the government would just get involved and control like and prevent uh exploitation of consumers prevent like cheaper cheaper but worse quality alternatives coming into the market it would be like so much better because yes maybe people would continue using drugs but they would do it in a much like safer environment and they would actually consume drugs that are not going to destroy them as much as like poor quality alternatives to them yeah and also like basically right now when i was like researching this theme i found out about the un single convention or on narcotic drugs which makes the whole process of legalization much harder because there was like more than around 73 countries that agreed to that and uh, there is i think the process of legalization it like um yeah it becomes much more challenging because of this convention which um wait really how because like they agreed to that and there is i i'm not sure i didn't like research it the proper way but basically it's really hard to like cancel this convention therefore the policies that they like want to accept in order to like legalize drugs so con- this convention prevents drugs from being legalized yeah okay and they entered it in like what 1961 or something yeah like there that? were some amend- amendments like during 70s i think but still it like um on one uh, of the sources which where i was reading like about this whole thing they said that if it wasn't for this convention maybe it was much easier to like start the whole process of legalization yeah also um i think that decriminalizing uh drugs makes it much more easier in terms of pressure that uh like people who are addicted experience because for example in russia there is a huge propaganda company which makes people who for example suffer from addiction and want to find help they cannot like come out about their issue because they know that they will receive a huge amount of pressure from people around them because um basically it's how the like whole propaganda policy works and it makes even harder for people to like get rid of their issue definitely i think drug users are being so evilized i think every single person growing up heard something from their parents like don't talk to drug users if some sketchy looking person approaches you and will offer you drugs like run away or something (laughs) like that and it i mean there is a point that if someone offers you drugs at the party like your parents obviously will not want you to take them but this entire like connotations of drug users they're so dangerous and so creepy never talk to them avoid them at all costs don't be friends (laughs) with one it's just so over exaggerated like i also think that's the kind of a reason why it doesn't really work when people say something like that because exactly because like the main focus of like for example um anti-drug policy in russia is that when you talk about it like 
they use some very weird examples of like telling how the drugs affect your health and then when people realize that it's not usually the case because of course like there are some very um frightening consequences of that but they don't usually like it's not a really often thing people realize that it's not the case sometimes and they like it doesn't work for them anymore drugs are an inevitable part of our lives drugs are used in medicine people that use and abuse drugs will always be around you and it's not about not talking to people who abuse drugs it's about you making your own choices on whether you yourself want to do drugs or not so i think this entire evilization of people who use drugs needs to stop and if we want to raise awareness on the consequences of drug abuse we should talk about it and in more scientific terms yeah and also i think that um it's important not to evilize drugs but more to educate people about them yes certainly yeah using more um relatable examples and like because uh, in right now for example in in russia yeah i'm gonna use a lot of like stuff about russia because uh basically in russia there are like if you look at the anti-drugs propaganda you can like mm, highlight three main uh reasons why uh they like start this whole thing basically uh a big amount of people of like older generation they just um they strongly negative about drugs mostly because of a superstitious fear because they don't really get what drugs are therefore they evilize it even harder because it's like something unknown and stuff and like this is why the younger generation doesn't really buy the propaganda because they like actually more to explore this and like realize what it's actually about yeah it makes it more interesting for people to actually turn to drugs because they want to find out like what's this about what this entire fear is about and also i want to add that i think this stops our society from progressing and our medic fields from progressing because there isn't enough research on drugs drugs could be used for um medicine and they already are used for medicine but they could be further used and a lot of studies and researches are being stopped because the government wants to get people away from drugs and everyone is like so scared of drugs um yeah and so also like for example uh drugs are used to uh help people with adhd and it's used to like release their i don't know like stress and help them to be more focused but for example in russia the most like mostly um common drugs that are used for it are forbidden and like people who suffer from adhd there they cannot get like proper help because like they cannot get the medicine that they require for yeah exactly mental illnesses are so challenging and i think that whatever really helps you cope you should 
have access to it and you should be allowed to do it in a healthy, safe environment for you and not find it in a black market just because you need something to help you deal with your bipolar disorder or ADHD or whatever you have. I think that literally goes against human rights if you need a drug for medical reasons and someone just denies you the access for it. And also the like talking about black market because you mentioned it. It's also kind of a big reason why, for example, in Russia again, it uh, the drugs are not legalized because it allows the like illegal market to grow because there is no need to pay taxes. Therefore, and also in Russia, basically, like there are no straight like connections with that, but. Uh, like if you dig deeper you can understand that the government in some way controls and benefits from the illegal market by like selling drugs and uh act- basically it's not in their um favor to legalize drugs because they understand that they want like um benefit from that yeah and then people are in poverty because no one's paying dr- uh, taxes <laughs> <laughs> no one's paying drugs no one's paying taxes um since we have been talking like so much about doing drugs in the safe space, I want to talk about Netherlands because I think that they have been practicing that very well. So uh, starting from something that I think most of us know about is coffee shops in Netherlands. And it's basically like a place where you can enjoy your uh, daily joint <laughs> or weekly joint, I don't know, uh, in a, again, safe environment. Uh, it's uh, quality drugs they're serving you and not something you would find in a black market and then die from because it was a mixture of God knows what. Uh, but also I find out, found out that they have something I personally didn't know about, which is user rooms. So... Some local authorities have established so-called user rooms in which drug addicts may use their own drugs in a clean environment and will not become a nuisance for the public. The establishments are not allowed to provide or sell drugs. And in general, social workers are present to offer therapy options. Um, The use of drugs in user rooms is also tolerated by the prosecution. I think that is like a very good example of how you can handle drug users because even even those who don't want help and don't want to you know get better and quit drugs yeah at least some of the risk risks are reduced by that because they like um yeah they like avoid unsanitary yeah and their therapy options there I think it's very safe it's a good option as well as it's good that uh, it avoids the risks of someone taking a lot of drugs and becoming a danger not only to themselves but to a society yeah because they're kind of isolated from them but like in a good way and also fun fact which again (laughs) I didn't know why I thought I know so much about drugs I'm like obsessed with researching and talking about drugs is that small possession of hard drugs in Netherlands is actually okay and you will not be prosecuted. But at the same time, a lot of people and a lot of experts uh, are against all of these measures. They say that uh, the 
drug use in the Netherlands has been increasing and this is bad. So I did some research and found out that although they do have a point, not really. <laughs> so um, is the drug usage in Netherlands increasing? Hear me out, yes, okay? The numbers of cocaine use and ecstasy use has been increasing. Uh, the percentage of Dutch that uh, have used cocaine rose from 5.2% in 2017 to 5.62% in 2018. And the number of young users at festivals and clubs and raves is increasing. But the number of problematic users are decreasing and users of opioids is decreasing, which I think is more important than that because more people die from opioids than they die from uh, taking ecstasy at a party. Mm. And uh, yeah, so if in 1980 there were 10,000 heroin addicts in Amsterdam alone and 30,000 in the Netherlands in 2012, there are 14,000 problematic opiate users in the Netherlands as a whole. So yeah, it did decrease. Yeah, um, if we go back to some like legalization issues that are exist right now, I'm all like again. I'm talking about Russia. There are some legislation issues that I like. I feel sometimes it sounds stupid for me personally because right now um russian parliament can you say like that it's not parliament yeah. actually china parliament i don't know yeah basi- russian government yeah basically they are now want to accept the um, bill i don't know law project <laughs> uh where the it's such a I don't know. Basically, it's uh, focused on propaganda of not of drugs in the internet, and it it is planned that it will be forbidden, and like people could get a jail for like ten years because of that. It's not the actual policy that like works right now, but they want to accept it. And yeah, honestly, it's. Sounds I don't know. It sounds like not really good idea because it po- irritates me so much. The entire like stop uh, propaganda of drugs. I just want to use a personal example of me, myself, and okay. I. When I would hear something like "drugs are bad, don't do drugs," I would be like, mm, "Okay." But the only time when I actually like was scared of drugs and was like, oh my God, like I'm literally like not trying this was when I would see something that could be considered a drug propaganda, like a movie, for example, where people would use drugs and at first they look like they were having the best time of their lives. But then you see them facing the consequences of drug use. And it's honestly so terrifying and how their lives change and uh, how their physical and mental health gets affected that after watching something like that like for example the movie the basketball diaries like that were the only times where i was like actually thinking about how scary drugs are so I don't understand this entire, oh my God, like, like we should stop propaganda of drugs, meaning no mention of drugs in music and It's songs mostly, and like yeah, that. focused on the like pop culture right now because a lot of songs and like, I don't know, 
music video i guess focused on the like drug use and how it's cool and it makes you like um happy i guess but it's not actually but still like because it's something that it's broadcasted uh a lot in a bigger like much more right now than it was before people especially government are not ready to face this this and they just want to i don't know forbid everything because that's the answer (laughs) yeah but at the same time whatever you see in art as in like songs and stuff it's whatever you project on it and if you see a video of someone taking drugs and doing something dumb and you're like wow this is so fun drugs are so fun it's on you like maybe the message of the artist was look i've taken all those drugs and now i look like an idiot and i'm not having fun and i feel awful don't do drugs like it's your perception it's not an artist's responsibility um yeah but still it like the whole idea that they are planning to accept this policy it makes me like i don't know it makes me cringe in some way because Mm. like why (laughs) russia has such a huge drug issue and drug problem and hiv problem which also stems from uh drug problems and i think they're just not like sufficiently dealing with this yeah and also uh because it's still criminalized in russia it causes a lot more even weed oh my god i need to rant i'm sorry but i need to rant so domestic violence in russia is administrative uh offense right but guess what is a criminal offense meanwhile possession of cannabis possession of cannabis if you possess more than 0.6 grams of cannabis then it's a criminal offense even if it's like in a medical yeah i'm sorry what so i can go and like beat my husband and they will be like damn bad pay a fine but then i can smoke some weed and they will be like oh my god prison for five years what make it make sense and also the like the whole drugs thing it used so badly against for example in 2019 there was a big case with the journalist who was writing on some like provocative like themes about government and there was a huge case where they were like oh my god we found we found like uh drugs on him he had some like domestic laboratory where he was like producing drugs and uh, he was like meant to go to jail for like i think seven years i'm not quite sure and uh, it caused a huge protest because um, first of all there was like when they were arresting him there were people who saw that the police actually like threw some of drugs to him it wasn't like he never had any and also then they posted photos of his flat where they were like oh my god look he's producing drugs at home and his family they were like okay first of all that's not his apartment like look at the photos it's not his home and it caused it caused such a provocative like around this whole thing because after that government couldn't like i don't know they didn't they couldn't say what was the particular issue why they're arresting him 
and people understood that it's there's something not clear and basically by protesting and also some of the very well-known russian publishers i don't know how to say it like newspapers and media they um went um against this like charge for him and basically it yeah government said yeah okay you win he's not a drug yeah. user he does not produce drugs but still like yeah situation in russia is just depressing also i want to apologize i meant um up to uh after six grams of cannabis is a uh, criminal yeah. offense if no. you want to learn a bit more about this like journalist case his name is ivan golunov and i think you can research some of it on um online yeah yeah also a quick fun fact again about russia is that one in three convicts in russia are for drug possession i think the others are for domestic abuse <laughs> <laughs> oh wait no they aren't because it's still not a criminal offense in russia <laughs> yeah. dummy me and uh, also uh as I already said, the criminalization of drugs um, makes it hard for quality control. And while in Russia it's still criminalized, uh, we can like compare it to some uh, cases in the US where they started the decriminalization process already in 1973. And... Uh, also legalize they started legalizing medical cannabis in 1996 and mm. in russia it's still not legalized yeah also russia has an hiv epidemic i wonder why i i really wonder why <laughs> shout out to russia we love you yeah honestly <laughs> guys like maybe if you would actually provide clean syringes and help to people in your country you wouldn't have an hiv epidemic just a thought another thing i want to touch on when uh talking about drugs is that um not only in russia it's huge numbers of people who are in prison because of drug possession and drug distribution uh in us for example it's um it's roughly 1.6 million uh drug arrests in the united states in 2018 alone and the point of this is that we waste so much prison space and so much taxes go out to people who, in my opinion, shouldn't even be there. Distribution of drugs is different, right? But possession of drugs, again, drug users, they're a victim of addiction. They need help. They don't need prison. And I, if we could save so much money from taxes and actually like put them towards a good use and help those people and put them towards rehabs yeah because i believe like in prison they're like they even suffer more from their addiction because i'm not sure about russia though but i think in prison sometimes it's even easier to get drugs and like yeah. stay in that um place i mean like um like it doesn't help you with addiction if you like 
I don't know if government thinks that by putting a person in prison it will like stop him from doing drugs. I don't think how it works actually. Yeah, and uh especially going back to the um conversation about possession versus distribution and getting into prison because of that. Um in US for example, and an example I gave 86% of those arrests were because of possession of drugs and not distribution. So again, it just shows huge numbers of um, drug users, drug addicts getting into prison and how they're going to suffer because of those consequences, even though they didn't cause any harm to others and to society. It's just something that they deal with. And I think that's pretty sad. Yeah. Um, and again, as I said already, it just puts much more pressure on them because they're criticized for their like issue, which they cannot um handle by themselves and by um criminalizing this um yeah, it just adds up to their uh suffer, I think. So the point of this is... Do we need to, again, make a conclusion? Yeah. Okay, basically, what would think? Um, Russian policy against uh, drugs doesn't work and it has a lot of holes and it like needs to be changed. Uh, we support uh, the case in Portugal Yeah. because it helped with... Uh, it help with the HIV epidemic. It yeah. reduced the number of drug use. Basically, decriminalization of drugs, it can be very beneficial. Providing a safe space like they did in Netherlands, for example, yeah. can be also beneficial. And maybe it cannot decrease the number decrease, sorry, the number of people that will do drugs because this is the society we live in. We all have a lot of problems and we think that dealing with them by using drugs will help us. And at least decriminalization of drugs can help those people who have already went too far and are in need of actual professional help and rehabilitation but rather also, than just getting into but prison. But also it affects the medical uh, support of people who need drugs for like medical yeah. issues. And uh, by decriminalizing it, it makes it easier for them to seek help and for, uh, like, I don't know... Um, cure some of their illnesses yeah so let's not evilize drug users and let's not judge them but instead help them and so support them like if they really need help yeah exactly so as a society as a whole we could be better yeah yeah thank you for listening to this episode of rats um every viewer is very important for us and yeah i think that will be it that will be the closing yeah. sentence stay tuned and we'll see you in the next episode yeah bye everyone bye